0: You
1: guys ready to start this?
0: Yeah. All right. After this, (laughs) y'all.
2: Welcome to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast with one simple vision build up.
1: Welcome back to another Strong Towers podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Lara, and I'm joined by the powers of the interweb this week by my two uh, favorite co-hosts john ackerman and tom edwards how are you guys doing over there at your uh social distancing levels
0: yeah pretty good this is actually the first time that we've uh we've had to skype all three of us in yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: so i feel like that's a pretty good record yeah i think this, i think we're doing pretty <laughs> we've good We've so over a year
1: yeah mm-hmm. utilizing the uh using our time wisely but this is the first time like you said we all had to actually uh dial in and and use the power of, of skype
2: yeah
1: so speaking of this uh social distancing um how are you guys doing are you guys uh you guys how's the week been for you guys i don't know how how uh work and everything else has been playing out and and uh and kids and school and and all that stuff
0: <laughs> yeah so um i'm still going to work Uh, So that part of our routine hasn't changed all that much. Uh, The kids are home from school. Uh, We actually found out this week that uh, just because of the way that their schedule is um, a little bit shorter than the public schools, um, my daughter's preschool just decided that the year was over. Mm. Um, But also, you know, tied into that as a um, not-for-profit private preschool, uh, that also meant terminating everybody uh at the end of the school year or you know the early end of the school year um so that was kind of a shock this week for us we still haven't actually told her we haven't figured out how we're going to tell her um you know because it's just over now um so uh you know expecting that at some point probably the the public schools will go the same route um and and the school year will just sort of go out with a fizzle yeah
2: yeah, yeah that's kind of what it's been like on this end is waiting to find out what's supposed to happen next which again all things considered i i feel like i've, I've gotten one of the easier gigs right now of <laughs> you know job is still stable as far as income and things like that and I'm mostly being paid to not really have to work too much right now and just wait to find out what the next steps are and what the directive is and so there's a lot of uncertainty but there's not a lot of the chaos that I know other people are dealing with right now yeah and so all things considered really thankful for that but also trying to manage my team you know my Mm -hmm. my 16 other people in my department yeah and just helping people process through okay, hey, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I not supposed to be doing? And am I supposed to be doing the things that I want to be doing, which is, oh, by the way, teaching kids. Right. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's funny watching watching people not be able to do the thing that they love, mm-hmm. which is interact with their students. And And it's so funny. You know, usually this time in the year, especially if you teach seniors in high school, you could just, you could happily wring their necks four out of five days, right? Senioritis has kicked in, yeah, like yeah. they're done, they're, they're done. over yeah. it, and and they just, they want to leave, and they feel like you're the person that's preventing them from doing that, and, yeah. and so you get all of their angst and bitterness and whatever yeah, else, right? and yet I've got, you know, senior government teachers that are texting about how much they miss their seniors and how sad they are that they aren't getting to see their seniors right now in their last two you know, semester and there's a party that wants to be like, all right, I'm, I'm throwing the BS <laughs> flag on this one. But, you know, by the same token, it, it's. Yeah, but you know what? There the are same, side effects. But yeah. those
0: same seniors are, are missing yeah. school yeah. too, because, yeah. you know, if this goes the way that it looks like it's going and we're, you know, we're going to be out, the local schools are out for another, what, two weeks, two yeah. and a half weeks or yeah. whatever. Um, you know, that's, Senior prom, senior yeah. spring sports season mm-hmm. yeah. uh you know, probably walking at graduation, uh you know, like all of
2: those things are
0: just gone sorry, yeah. it's the corona year, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah you know? talk about going out with a fizzle, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly,
1: yeah, I think that's a, i'm 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 on kind of like the opposite in the spectrum when it comes to you know you have your senior, I have my kindergartner, right, and so to explain <laughs> to him that that this is. This is it, like hey, and it was funny because we kind of had we haven't had the talk with him because I mean they haven't made an official call yet, but we have been kind of like prepping him like hey man we're not going back to school and you know we've had the uh, you know not to get too technical you know virus versus germ or whatever but we're like hey we're trying you know to protect against spreading germs and this, this and this and his his mindset is like wait so I don't I am not going back and we're like well you will yeah. like well, maybe you know and then not, and then not only that but also kind of um trying to understand like what the next half of the year looks like for him right cuz he was actually really enjoying going to school and really enjoying seeing his friends and yeah. and and doing all that so like for it to just kind of like and again it it didn't it, it it and I keep talking about like if it's ended cuz I I guess I'm al- almost feeling like it, it is but w- there was n- there wasn't like a a stamp there wasn't like a hu- uh, big party it was just like hey we might see you tomorrow (laughs) we might not yeah Uh, and i think that's the biggest disappointment is there was no you know period there was no right no end of the sentence there was like those dot dot dot
0: yeah well it was kind of almost like you know they called a snow day yeah and now you we just aren't going back from the snow day you know right right uh yeah, it, it, it's a weird feeling and I'm totally with you on the kindergartner too. Like yeah. I feel like that's like a big deal, you know, to, to finish kindergarten and uh you know, be able to to be with all their little buddies and whatever and um you know, and especially since we're, you know, gonna probably be moving here in, in a couple of that's weeks. Right, like that's right. you know, he wasn't gonna get to see those guys anymore after the year and now he's got no closure yeah. to that. Um, it's, uh, you know, but I, I feel for the people that need to make those decisions too. And it's frustrating on our end of John, I'm sure you're frustrated on, on the employee end of like, okay, well, we've got this date and it probably means they won't make an actual call until somewhere close to that date. And so we're in this like middle of, well, what's happening. And, but I mean, that's a hard call to make, to just say that the school year's over and, um, yeah I don't I don't uh, I don't envy people that are having to make those kind of calls at this point
2: yeah well that's what's been so interesting about these last two weeks because you know the episode that we put out on Monday we'd actually recorded the week prior Mm -hmm. and so when we said we were recording it on whatever it was I think Saturday and it came out Monday that was that was the week before we actually released it and so we all went to work that Monday none the wiser to what was coming mm-hmm. and you know by the middle of that week all of a sudden life had begun to dramatically change yeah. or at least slowly unfold mm-hmm. you know with these series of changes that was taking place and it still feels like you know a week and a half later I don't feel like I know what's going to happen tomorrow right yeah
1: and- so speaking of, speaking of the unknown I go, that's one of the things that I think you know it's, it's, it's also been hard for me is to balance the amount of I guess input that I'm receiving as well. Right. Like I, I, yeah, you know, we, we tended we were starting to watch the news, um, early on just to see what, you know, what the mindset was, what everybody was going, but as it progressed, um, as this continued to get more and more news coverage and the things they were saying online, like my kid would walk into the room and I'm like, I really don't want to, to scare him or I really don't want him to be kind of worried about this kind of stuff. So, you know, we've, I mean, I've resorted to, to every once in a while checking out, um, a couple of news sites on my phone, but I think we've kind of kind of turned off the whole um, you know, news media stuff in the house just because mm-hmm. I just don't know what they're gonna say next.
0: Yeah. And it's you know, and this has been true of the media, I guess, for for longer than just this particular issue, but right. um, it's also of the facts of what's going on um you know when like you said john you know about a week and a half ago and and really things started to take off and and uh you know life was shifting and you know all those stories out there about people going and and buying up all the toilet paper and the paper towels right. and all that and whatever and uh, and this panic buying thing um you know I, I just went and i i picked up a an antique dresser for the new house uh from a guy who um Works at Wegmans. Sounded like he was pretty high up in, oh, yeah. in the Wegmans organization. And uh, and he said there actually was very little of it that was really panic buying. Um, because the CDC came out and said, like, everybody should have two weeks worth of food yeah. in their house. And he said, you know, knowing grocery store stuff, he said most people keep just three or four days at most mm-hmm. of food in their house. And so now all of a sudden, everybody... Yeah. especially it, in a highly populated area like we live in, is having to go out and buy three or four times more food yeah, than they yeah. would normally yeah. keep in their house. Yeah. And so then that's obviously going to be frozen stuff and prepared meals and yeah. things that you're able to store for you know that period of time as well, not just yeah. fresh produce and all that. So that was an interesting perspective, I thought. Yeah, you know, you sure. didn't really hear that. On the news, it was just like, ah, the stores are sold out <laughs> and everybody's standing on right. these massive lines yeah, and yeah. it's craziness out there. And actually, they were doing what they were told to do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it was really funny because the night before, the night before school shut down, um, I was supposed to go grocery shopping and I was like, I was just tired. I was exhausted. It was like a Wednesday night and I was just like, you know what? I was taking Thursday off anyways because I was doing some stuff with my with, with the gym and weigh-ins and all this other stuff. So I was like, you know, I'm going to take that as my like kind of like celebration day. And so then that morning, I got a call at 5 o'clock in the morning basically saying schools are shut down. And I was like, all right, we can all sleep in. And then all of a sudden, it was like one of those things where my brain started thinking and I started like taking the time down. And like 5.45, I remember just kind of looking over at Janelle and saying, Hey, I didn't go grocery shopping yesterday. Do you think I should probably go now before everybody <laughs> freaks out? And so I probably fed into the whole panic buying thing, but it wasn't really like I bought my groceries. I didn't go out and buy like, you know, 30 gallons of milk and like, you know, I bought right. what I needed for the, for basically for my kids to eat me, eat, eat my like pantry bare yeah. during the week that they're going to be out of school because. I don't know if you guys know my, my boys, but I call I call Kellen snacks because that's all the dude wants. He, <laughs> can, he can eat dinner and immediately roll like finish up and say, All right, what's for what's my next snack? What's for dessert? I'm like, Are you kidding me, dude? We just had a full meal but so I, I was kinda like doing that to prepare, but it was just it is just it is so unreal the amount of of uh, I don't wanna call it craziness because it's not it's I mean, like you said, people were told <laughs> told, Hey you go buy food and so what do you do? You go out yeah. and buy food so um yeah.
2: Well it was just making me think that, you know, the episode that we put out last week. You know, the, this idea of wisdom and maturity, right? Like being aware of what we don't know. Yeah. And yeah. And then trying to figure out how best to respond as we're becoming aware of things that we realize we're kind of clueless about. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I mean, the timing could not have been more perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> To release yeah. that and then have the world shift yeah. in such dramatic fashion, mm-hmm. and Tom, I love what you said. You know, it, it's it's the search for truth in the midst of panic or hysteria or even just unintentional misinformation. Yeah, right. And and it's you know it's the age of the the armchair keyboard expert now, <laughs> where. Because I'm, you know, following people on Twitter and repeating what they say, you know, I know. Yeah. Right. And it was even funny just in the the couple of days that we got before school shut down, you know, being in a room full of educators who in general are pretty smart people. Yeah. And especially in the social sciences, you know, our job is our job is society, right? Yeah. To, to stay in tune with what's happening in society politically or economically or whatever the case is. And it's just, it's interesting to watch a room full of people who are fairly in tune with mm-hmm. what's going on around them, you know, talking in some cases like experts, if it's right. a field that aligns with their expertise, but even in places that are outside of their expertise, realizing how often people speak like experts mm-hmm. or want the comfort of feeling someone's expertise. Yeah. yeah. In a place where they know that they don't have it personally. And and then just watching, you know, the articles that come out and the graphs that come out and you know, people trying to find truth mm-hmm. so that they know how to respond with wisdom. And it seems to have led people in a dozen different directions yeah. because truth is just so hard to find in the midst of this right now. Or at least yeah. everybody's got their version of what is definitely true. Mm-hmm. About what's going on. And and that's certainly applicable to so many other places in life. But it was just the timing of it was really funny. And funny is the wrong word. But it it was just really interesting to have had that conversation. And then watch the reality of that play out in such dramatic fashion.
0: Well, and I I think it's really... uh, It's brought into really strong... Not contrast. Because that means you're comparing it to something else. But um, like really been a fine point on it with just the deluge of yeah. information. You know, we shifted from basically Super Tuesday and it, yeah. the nation's yeah, right. news focus was all on the coming elections and, you know, within the span of a week, that flipped around and, you know, everything now is about coronavirus. And Tom Brady being the Patriots. Well, right. But, (laughs) you know, but there's there's just so much information out there. And I do. I think people, you know, struggle to, like, fill that gap and figure out where is that truth that, that I need to have in order to either feel better or make a decision or at least, like, wrap my hands around it in some way.
1: Yeah, I think the hard part for this, too, is that it's also one of those situations where in other things that you look for, you look truth for in, you almost know who you need to go to, right? Like, so if Mm -hmm. I have, like, a, you know... Uh, a, a a question about you know Jesus or God, I, I, you know I can go to Brian and ask him ask him some in depth questions. If I have a question like recently about running you know marathons, I can I can ask people who ran marathons. You know hey Tom, how do I train for this? If I want to run a yeah. hundred miler, I go and ask Zach. You know hey how do we do this? This is one of those situations where. I don't have that expert <laughs> right 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 next to me right, right. Like, i just don't have i don't know what's it i don't even know what do what, what you call somebody who, who does you know the study of, of pandemics I, I can google it just like i would do anything else but um i don't have that person's you know uh, uh um cell phone number right on me right so it's not like i can go directly to somebody so me, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy who goes in and just searches, you know, the first person I read that agrees with what I would think the answer is and start right. <laughs> start posting those as facts. But I think that's what a lot of people have done, right? They automatically go, oh, hey, I just read this article, even though it's on, you know, so-and-so website that actually doesn't have any kind of real, like, I don't know, like I couldn't, I guess I couldn't quote it in my senior paper without it being thrown back. It's not, <laughs> not a, a credible source, right? Um, because anybody can post anything on the internet. But I think going back to what, I'm, uh, what I was trying to say is that this is just one of those situations where pretty much everybody has different answers for this. And it's not like we can all go to the one person that we know as the expert in that.
2: Right. Yeah. And everybody has, you know, talking, you know, Tom, back to you, that word you used earlier, you know, everybody's searching for truth. And depending on what article you read or, you know, what Twitter post you come across or, you know, Facebook message that was shared by somebody that was shared by somebody who's, mm-hmm. you know, an expert in viruses and what, whatever else that, you know, this is the truth of what's happening. Mm-hmm. and i've seen at least i think f- 3 different truths about what's happening you know the truth that th- this is this is a global game changer the truth that this is being overblown the truth that you know, like th- there's just so many so many permutations of what's going on and like you said mike i mean wh- who do you turn to for something like this
1: yeah. Right.
2: so that you can act wisely in the midst of it and, and I think you're right it's, people are realizing there are gaps in their social network not like you're somehow supposed to have somebody at the CDC on <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, your list on of contacts now, right? yeah. but I think it's left people feeling untethered of who am I supposed to go to, who am I supposed to trust who am I supposed to listen to because I know I need to do something Right. And I don't know what to right. do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think there that's, you know, part of the struggle is we do need to know what's the right thing to do. You know, I think um, I had some conversation with, with some people about this this week. Um, you know, uh, like, even as people of faith, you know, we can uh, use that to maybe avoid some of the um the hysteria that's going on and just you know we know who's on the throne and yeah. uh you know but there's also a reality that there is wisdom in how we should behaving as people of faith during a crisis like the global pandemic you know i'm, I'm not just gonna walk into a hospital and start you know kissing everybody that's in there um
2: just so because for other reasons but yeah. <laughs> well
0: yeah yeah um <laughs> you know but just because i i believe that god has it doesn't mean that i'm gonna go and do foolish things right but how do i figure out what are those wise things for me to do um you know because i'm pretty sure god doesn't want us to act like idiots either yeah. <laughs>
1: So I got a, I got a question for you real quick too. So now that we're kind of talking about truth and how we all get it and how we all perceive it, how do we respect <coughs> other people's interpretation of the truth, right? So like going back onto this whole like social distancing and stuff like that, you know, I had a question with I had a conversation with John earlier about, um, you know, the levels of seriousness, like even on my block, right? Like I there is literally somebody down my street who has a big sign that says, "Please do not come onto my porch." right? And yeah. then there's like the, you know, 12 teenagers who are definitely not following the six feet of separation playing <laughs> basketball with each <laughs> other in the cul-de-sac, you know what I mean? So how, I mean, yeah. how do you, as somebody who, you know, is is has your own interpretation of this truth, respect other people's, you know, like a, a great example, our group, right? When we meet, when we talk about meeting on Tuesday, there may be different interpretations of what, you know, what should we do? Should we meet in person or should we keep that social distancing to a point of, you know, inclusion or, or including only our families, right? Cause I mean, you know, everybody right. again has their own interpretation of what social distancing even means, right? Does that mean I, you know, lock myself in my, in my, my closet? Cause I, I jokingly I heard somebody on Twitter say, "Man, this social distancing is getting really hard. My kid's been banging on the front door to come in all day, right?" So, like, you know how do you how do you balance what what this is? And I guess uh, you know that's going back to my original question is, you know, how do you respect other people's interpretation of the truth?
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, I you know I think that. Even before you get to respecting that, I think one of the things that we're all still trying to figure out is how do you know what other people's truth is? Yeah, you know, like I'm obviously I'm still going to the office, and so we're not like totally on lockdown in uh-huh. our house. Yeah, um, you know, so we've run to the store and we've done those kinds of things, and uh, you know, somebody came over to borrow a tool the other day. And I was like, I, you have that awkward moment of like, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm meeting yeah. you for the first time. Are we, we going to shake hands or yeah. like, what are we going to do? I'm going to you know? leave the
1: tool at the end of the um, block or at the end of the driveway and then walk away slowly. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so there's, there's that, like, how do you even know where people are at to yeah. then be able to respect their, That's you know, cool. their truth is that and there's just like, that socially awkward piece now of figuring out like, well, you're walking around outside. I guess you're maybe kind of cool with seeing other people. And, um, you know, but I I think, I think really like to get back to your question, Mike is, can you be willing to have the conversation?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Not, not that I have, you know, I've made the decision on what my truth is, which I think is a ridiculous phrase anyway. (laughs) Um, you know, but Like, you know, can you still, even after reaching that point, can you still have the conversation? Right. Yeah. Are you okay to have additional evidence pointed out to you? Um, And even if it's not going to change your mind, at least see where somebody else is coming from and where they're getting their information, their truth from. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and that doesn't seem to have been one of our strengths uh, of late. <laughs> uh in in the national discourse. But yeah, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that's kind of where you have to land is even if we come from totally different parts, you know, points of the spectrum, uh-huh. can we still sit down and have a conversation about it?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for me I feel like it's it's a little bit of what am I willing to what am I willing to be wrong about? Mm. And what am I willing to overlook for the greater good that will come from overlooking it? So like, you know, Tom, you were talking about the national discourse in general over the last few years, right? There are plenty of people that I've encountered on whatever social issue, economic issue, political issue, whatever that, you know, I have, I have my opinion and I'm fairly convinced it's the right one, you know,
1: as more often do. than not, yes. right.
2: Yes. and and I have people that are very near and dear to me that think very oppositely mm-hmm. on one or more of those topics. And I've just come to realize like I, I I'm able to be friendly with them. I'm able to be friends with them. I'm able to be close to them. I'm able to be related to them in some cases. <laughs> and and have that not be the defining characteristic of our relationship and of our interaction that at the end of the day, some of those things don't matter as much as the thing that matters most, which is the connection. And then the other thing I think I've realized, and we talked about it a little bit in our last episode is there's just, there's a lot of times I've been wrong when I was fairly convinced that I was right Mm
0: -hmm. because
2: there was a lot of things that I didn't know. And it popped into my head earlier today and I meant to go back and look up the actual line but it was making me think of the line that Tommy Lee Jones uses in Men in Black with Will Smith about, you know, things that everybody has known mm-hmm. throughout time and in this case, you know, the existence of aliens in that movie and you know, but it was the whole like looking back through history, the things that people have thought that they knew that they knew. Yeah, for sure. That turned out to be Wildly inaccurate.
0: Yeah.
2: But nobody knew it at the time. And so it's just, it's gotten me thinking about what am I willing to be wrong about? Right. You know, at the end of the day or at the end of my life, that if I found out that I had clung to this, that this was the hill that I was determined to die on and got to the end and found out, oops, <laughs> <laughs> turns out I was wildly off base on that, you know, is, is this that kind of hill? Right. And I think for me, you know, things like the the current situation, I'm just I'm so painfully aware of the fact that I don't know. Yeah, I'm not an expert. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the kind of thing where, again, granted, I have built in social distancing here on five acres. Like, <laughs> You've got to work hard to get close enough to bump elbows, yeah. let alone, you know, yeah. shake hands. Yeah. But, you know, I, I feel for the people that live in close quarters. You know, one of my family members lives in Manhattan. Oh, wow. Like yeah, I, yeah it, It's different. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know that I don't know enough to think that this is the hill I'm going to die on, that right. I'm right, and this is what people need to be doing or thinking or not doing or not thinking. Yeah. And I've come to realize there are really only a very, very few things in my life that I'm going to go down swinging on. That this is the truth until I find out that I'm wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's really good. That's a. I feel like that's a really good question to measure against. You know, is is this a thing that I'm willing to go that far? Yeah.
2: Well, and that's I just good. you know I'm a glutton for punishment in the comment sections of articles and on Facebook <laughs> and wherever else. <laughs> And just the things that people go to war over. Yeah. Yeah. That when you have the benefit of, you know, being at least arm's length away from, like, this, this is, this is what we're fighting over. Right. This is the thing that we're burning relational bridges over. This is the thing that you can defriend me if you don't, you know, blah, blah. Like, (laughs) right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: This is the truth. That is worth sacrificing other things that matter for
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know and I saw it today about like something with the cherry blossoms oh, yeah. in washington d c and you know people that I knew were burning bridges on this issue of social distancing and cherry blossoms and alternate viewing locations and things like that, and I was just like is this is this the truth that we're willing to sacrifice?" other things for yeah yeah and for me the answer felt like no for for somebody else i mean and again they they may end up being completely right and that you know absolutely you know energized conviction could end up being a game changer and a (laughs) lifesaver and god bless them for that conviction but i don't know that that's one of the things that i've been wrestling with over the last week and a half slash however much longer this has been rattling around in my brain of what are the things that I'm truly willing to go down swinging for
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and what are the things that I'm willing to let slide in the interest of relational connection?
0: Yeah. Um, So in terms of the the wisdom and uh, and maturity piece uh, and seeking that truth, um, I came across something I thought was interesting this morning. Um, so I think both of you guys know, but I, I'm doing the, um, like the, I'm doing a one-year Bible reading plan or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, late winter, early spring, we get to everybody's favorite part of the, the Old <laughs> Testament, you know, getting to read through the books of the law and whatever. Um, but I was, uh, I just started on, uh, numbers, the book of numbers the other day. And they do the census uh, of the nation of Israel in the beginning. And the first census that they do is all the men 20 years and up. And that was to figure out like how many um, fighting men they had in the nation of Israel. And then a couple of chapters later on, they take a more detailed census of uh, the Levites uh, for who can serve in the tabernacle and that census is actually 30 years older and up Mm. and i just i read that this morning and i was like that's such a picture of what we were talking about in that last episode of the experience the addition of time the addition of wisdom puts you in that different position yeah right um you know, we could take all these these, uh, you know, all the young bucks, and and we can put them on the front line. You know, yeah. um, but in order to to come over here and to operate in this in this other space, there was clearly laid out in the scripture some reason that uh, you know we needed another ten years down the road um, to be able to serve in that capacity. And those guys were actually exempted from being in the, in the first census census being, being uh, counted amongst the fighting men of Israel. And I was like, man, so that like God had a plan (laughs) for age and maturity and wisdom. Like it's, it's, it's there. It's there right from the beginning.
1: And I think the age and maturity thing is something that I've seen live out in, 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 my own life especially in the military right i mean that was a that was a prime example of getting a bunch of 17 18 19 year old kids who come into this situation and especially when i did it like you know during the 9 11 time frame and you know um how much changed in that five to six years like especially my first five years because i had already deployed two or three times compared to somebody who um had been in for 15 20 years and had never deployed Right. And so it was this, it was this, it was this. this, almost this balance of experience and wisdom and maturity that we all had to kind of go through because there was a lot about me being, you know, three deployments in thinking I knew everything about it. Right. And then forgetting that, Hey, even though this, I, you know, I have more experience and I'm throwing up air quotes in being deployed. This other guy has so much more experience and, and wisdom on, on just the army and, you know, my job in general. And I, I think I've told this story before, but you know, I've lost the opportunity to really be mentored and coached and taught by some very wise sergeants because I was so immature and so stuck on, I know it all. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and, you know, going to this wisdom maturity thing, it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, age is one thing right you, you know you like say the 20 and 30 year olds but it's also it's also one of those things where you really don't, you don't appreciate the the you don't appreciate the the wisdom and the uh, the wisdom that people of a, a a little bit further walk of life than you have until you're in that position to start offering it to other people that really don't want to hear it all the time right, right. so it's really <laughs> hard for me because i'm like man it, i hit my 6 7 year mark and i'm like oh i could have learned so much from this guy like why did i why did i blow that chance okay i'm going to teach the yeah. next guy and the next guys like hey guy hold up <laughs> i know it all i have all these deployments you don't and it's just this constant chain and it's 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 one of those ones where you really have to kind of teach teach somebody earlier on about you know the importance of putting value in 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 wisdom and yeah. experience right
0: you know i think that's actually something though that the military does a, a halfway decent job, and yeah. I, th- I think uh, federal government service does this too. Of uh, like, in order to move up the ranks, you do need to prove yourself competent and yeah. you know, whatever, whatever. But there is also like required time on station, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like you cannot move to whatever comes next
1: until you've, done until
0: you've yeah. been here for whatever X number of time is, yeah, uh, you know, so that you are. Um, you know, by the time you get to sergeant, like you are, you, you there has been some time requirement.
1: Yeah, yeah, you've um, been molded and you've for of, you to have. Yeah, yeah, they they forced you, know? you to 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 gain that that uh, wisdom in your position. Right, right. you know, before, you had yeah. to grow.
0: You you have to be older. You know, if you could if you could make sergeant just by. Uh, you know, checking some out. boxes yeah. and earning yeah. your sergeant merit badge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and be eighteen coming yeah. in, and uh, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, it would be a totally different thing. You yeah, know, you sure. you need to have that guy that's got a little more miles uh, under his boots, and uh, you know, to be able to step into a role like that.
2: Yeah, and I think that was some of what we were talking about last week as well. Was you know, anybody can be as brilliant as they want to be, as long as their knowledge gets to go untested
0: mm-hmm.
2: All right. and, and so requiring people to kind of put what they think they know on the line in situations that count and then have to live with the consequences yeah All right. and and that seems like you know mike that that's part of what you were saying about like the, these young bucks that think they know everything but it's it's knowledge that hasn't had to be tested yet yeah right? like I, c- I can think that I'm right for as long as I want as long as what I think is right never actually has to prove itself mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so all these you know comment warriors online with you know COVID-19 like I can <clears throat> I can exclaim as loudly as I want to that what I'm thinking is right because at the end of the day nothing's on the line yeah as far as my like nothing's going to happen to me if it turns out my opinion's wrong
0: right and i think that goes back to both of our comments before john about like what are you willing to say okay i may be wrong on this and are you willing to still have the conversation and at least be somewhat open to someone changing your mind or or bringing something different to you yeah um you know because Again, you know, in our day of online discourse and comment boards and whatever, uh, you know, that's where that knowledge is probably going to be tested.
2: Yeah, yeah. So how do you stay in that place of growing confidence that what you think you know is right, but still being willing to have most everything you know subject to new information. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do you hold it loosely enough that, I mean, everybody's got their bias, but how can you hold it loosely enough that you avoid, if nothing else, the confirmation bias of I'm only going to continue to believe the things that look like the thing I already believe mm-hmm. without being so willy-nilly that you're just blown by the winds of change to just believe whatever is current and trendy and popular.
0: Yeah. That's a tough question. You know, I think it's a tough balance to strike. Uh, You know, um, I think for me, one of the first things that came to mind was, uh, you know, having an understanding that you don't know it all. all, always having that, that room for new information, uh, to, to come in, um, and not closing yourself off to, to there being some, you know, new development. And, and I think this, the current situation is, is a prime example of that, you know, uh, over this last week and a half stuff was changing daily, if not hourly, on uh how we understood that that uh you know that this uh virus was progressing and um you know and and so you had to be open to um the new developments and and there being additional information
1: yeah and i I think you know, just kind of going back to what you were saying, Tom, about just being able to be open about that. Right. I mean, and understanding that new information is going to is going to come into play. I think I, I think we've kind of gone over this once before in, a, in another conversation we've had. But it, it's almost to the point that the more you understand, the more you realize you don't know as much as you, mm-hmm. thought you did. And it, it's just going to yeah. come to one of those situations where the more you research, the more you understand something, um, the more you're going to realize there's more to learn right and i think that's the that's the thing that, that i keep going back to when i think about wisdom is is if i truly want to be wise about something i have to understand that i don't know everything right it's got to be that constant yeah. it's got to be that constant feeling of learning it's got to be that 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 constant you know journey to to push forward in that kind of in that kind of way
0: so thank you guys for uh, for joining us uh, on our first uh, all Skype episode here um, we hope that you're, uh, staying safe, staying healthy. Uh, if you are self quarantining and, and kind of keep it to yourself, or if you still do have to, uh, go out and interact with the world, um, do it wisely. Um, like we've been talking about here, you know, the, the information is constantly changing. And so, um, make sure that you're staying up on, on, uh, new developments and, uh, and are open to, conversation with people that uh, that may feel differently than you do and until next time we are tom mike and john strong towers Hey guys Tom here. If you like the conversation that we were having uh, this week on the podcast, make sure to give us a, a like or a review in your podcasting app. and we'd love for you to join in the conversation uh, beyond just uh, just what we got to talk through this week. So uh, find us on Facebook. We have a private group on Facebook now. You can uh, get to that through our website strong-towers.com or on Facebook you can search for We are Strong Towers. Uh, like I said, it is a private group, so you'll need to ask uh, for us to, to let you in there just to keep it a safe space for guys to engage in, in deep conversation as we look at these topics that are uh, so important to who we are and, and uh, how we approach life. Um, follow us on social media also at strong underscore towers on Instagram and Twitter.